Allie Garretts as our guest today. I need you to give, start us off with uh, your major compliment, the first half of our compliment sandwich. What is your favoriteest thing about Big Trouble in Little China? Kurt Russell. Oh, what about him? <laughs> I would watch win? Kurt Russell in literally everything. Yeah. Uh, even if it was actually watching him buy a used car, not even <laughs> just watching him in used cars. Oh, man, no. Because, like, that, I feel like the, the nerdy guy that he had, like, that guy would buy a lot of used cars, right? And he'd get ripped off every time. His, wait, yeah. which one? His nerdy persona when he went into the, the brothel oh, with, like, the boxers. Yeah, when he was wearing glasses. He was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Which, they were like, I guess they'll recognize you from being a truck driver <laughs> if you go into this brothel, so you have to go in disguise. <laughs> He's a well, I well recognize known. him from Truck Driver Weekly. <laughs> Pork Chop Express. Yeah. <laughs> Ezra, your turn. Major compliment. Um, I mean, I think this movie taught me just that my first instincts are, like, apparently right because um at one point during a fight scene i was like wow that looks like jackie chan i was like oh my god that's the most racist thought i've ever had it was jackie chan it was a cameo jackie chan too that that validates everything (laughs) it doesn't make you racist just because you're right one out of every no no but 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 it happened it happened again in time because like oh my god that really looks like raiden uh and i was like oh wow the character of raiden was based on this movie (laughs) that one's a bit more of a stretch I, I don't know. Both, I'll give you both Jackie were, Chan. Both were, both were in the IMDb notes. Which one is right? Jackie yeah. Chan? In this Jackie Which? Chan is one of the guys in the Yellow Gang. Oh, he's just one of the guys. <laughs> yeah, no, he was just the well, Red Gang. Chris. They dress the to same. To be fair, this movie is very racist. So. Yeah. Um, but but, but <laughs> no, basically, John, John Carpenter wanted Jackie Chan to be the lead after he saw uh, like one of his like like non-English movies. And uh, basically, the execs were like, you know, we don't think he can handle it yet. Uh, so he's like, well, screw you guys, it's going to be extra. And then, like, Jackie Chan comes back 10 years later to Hollywood and yeah. so just owns everything. Oh, you spotted him as an extra. That is very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Lee and not racist. I didn't finish. I'm you didn't finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just going to take the compliment and move on. Chris, what's your major compliment? Uh, my major compliment is to uh, James Hong, who played the, the bad guy, David Lopan. Um, that guy is both the voice of the... Uh, accountant who works for the emperor in mulan and also kung fu panda's dad yeah i thought it was kung fu panda's dad and his voice makes me feel so many feelings and i just didn't even care like he could be the bad guy he could be like just killing babies on spikes and i'd be like oh (laughs) wait wait, question question were the babies already on spikes when he killed them no no it wasn't out of mercy it was not a mercy kill. No. I, I didn't know what you're picturing. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to press this too far. But I would also like to point out that when you say he's Kung Fu Panda's dad, that also sounds racist. <laughs> yeah, he's know. the he's the the duck. adopted adopted dad. Adopted dad. Yeah. Oh man, that movie's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, the my... second one is really dark. All right, moving on. Oh, is really is it really the Empire Super Strikes Back? Back of <laughs> well, Kung it Fu just pandas. turns out that like all the pandas were massacred. Oh, it was kind of, that's why he's the only <laughs> panda he's ever seen. Whoa. That's brutal. Because of a prophecy. A prophecy, though. Oh, man. So, okay. Yeah, uh, my major compliment is that this is, uh, uh, for an action movie, I like that the main action people, completely without any action skills of any kind. <laughs> no! Every Oddly realistic. just barges in, says he's the hero, and then he completely falls on his ass most of the time. Doesn't, like, nothing, every plan that they have, they get their asses <laughs> kicked until finally the bus driver brings his own army. That's the only time yeah. they have any success. I love that's maybe my favorite thing about my this. My favorite movie. my favorite part is when they're trying to spring uh some ladies from jail. because uh, there's there was a jail. Anyway, their friends are in jail and so they run up and they pull out two guns and the guards immediately just use their sticks and knock the guns away. And that's it. Oh yeah. And then it's over. Yeah. They have lost. His nope. his actually his gun had a really tough time of it. At one point, just it gets like shattered just yeah, by yeah, like that's uh, true. The big guy punches his gun to death. <laughs> just like as if as if it was like cheap ceramic, <laughs> which was my minor compliment. So now I got to find something else. Yeah, I punched your minor compliment to death as if it was cheap <laughs> ceramic. Uh, yeah, you did but yeah, that. Uh, basically, yeah. Uh, there's apparently in the in uh, in the one of the commentaries, like John Carpenter's, like you know. You say he's the hero, but he basically he kills the bad guy at the very end, and he saves his sidekick once. So other than that, he is really just like an extra. He's who just bad stuff happens to. He's mostly he's just ex- a hassle. He just brings everybody down. But that luscious hair, though, yeah, mm. yeah, and and those guns that you know the guns on his uh, arms that he can't his you know, crush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the gun show is a really good set of guns. His real the, guns, he's not very good with. <laughs> 
Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about uh, usually bad books, movies, and TV, but this week we got a gem. Each week uh, we review something selected by our generous sponsors. We start and end every show. The comment's called The Compliment Sandwich. I'm Alex, your host on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, joining me as always, he's at C. Walter Smith in Twitter, on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, Alex. Did you just see a ghost? You know, a ghost. Tall guy, weird clothes. First you see it, then you don't. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Not how I would describe ghosts. It's in the ballpark, though. I would say, like, you know, floating. When you look at them, they don't move. But when you turn your back, they come towards you. That's how I'd describe yeah. a ghost. Yeah. Or like a ghost dad. He just takes out the garbage and you can't see him. <laughs> that was a really nice guy. Uh, also joining us today in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. You know, I, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not actually uh, scared at all. I just feel kind of, I feel kind of invincible. That was such a fun scene. <laughs> Wait, but what? I mean, all right. There's so many questions about that scene. We're gonna come back to. <laughs> that was the. Ba- I would live in that moment forever. I watched that twice. <laughs> it was really fun. Everyone just basically. So there's, there's, uh, uh, you know, Jack is now with uh, his gang. Uh, they're about to yeah. go fight the bad guy, and and then he gets uh, a potion to drink. Everyone gets like shots basically beforehand, and they're just like hanging on the elevator for a second as they're going down to like their doom, and just and he's slowly, just really pumped about it. Slowly, like their faces grow to just being like really happy. <laughs> I was sure so, there was, it felt like, and then something else is going to happen, right? And then nothing happens. It's just no. It was so good. And the next line was, "Me too." I've got a very positive attitude about this. And then, yeah, good. Me too. Yeah, they just feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a potion that makes him feel fine and then there's no downside this movie okay uh, <laughs> also you guys check out his potion we have a very special guest today uh, in a hotel in Manhattan I believe but from uh, Los Angeles <laughs> California uh, she's at Allie Gertz on Twitter please welcome back Allie Gertz uh, Allie Gertz is my name and excitement's my game hey <laughs> hey I was saying that before I saw the movie so it's weird <laughs> that they say it too it is yeah. weird uh, also it's kind of a weird game for you to have oh. I, I, I like it okay. yeah I mean it's interesting I, I guess uh, Allie if I might press how do you win that game by not being bored yeah. Oh. Oh, I like yeah, that game that's, now. That's pretty easy to do then. Although now, when, I mean, you're, <laughs> when you're bored, you're double losing. That's not great. That is true. Well, double, nothing or double, right? <laughs> Which is the theme of this movie. Mm-hmm. I guess it is the theme of this movie. So, Allie works for At Midnight. She's also the host of the Simpsons podcast, Everything's Coming Up Podcast. Correct. <laughs> I'm nice. a big Simpsons fan. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, on the most recent episode of Everything's Coming Up Podcast, Mike Kaplan... <clears throat> Uh, friend of the show, Mike Kaplan, uh, does, uh, re- talks about meat suits. They have a nice at, discu- at length <laughs> a nice discussion of meat suits and whether or not he is a meat suit or or if he has a soul. And it is terrific, and so it feels like a nice crossover. So if you go over to that show right now, you'll feel at home. You'll feel very comfortable. Wow. Which is funny because I felt very uncomfortable when he started talking about meat suits. Well, uh, we really appreciate you. Having- I said welcome back just because out of habit, but it's great to have you, Ali. Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, so uh, let's let's talk more about this movie now. This is episode number two hundred and ninety-three that you're listening wow. to. Uh, uh, yeah, which is a lot. We've now done as many episodes as the number of people who escaped from Irish prisons since two thousand ten. <laughs> wow! All but fifteen are still on, are, uh, were recaptured. Only fifteen. Are Ooh! Still on. Wow! Speaking of things that uh, feel difficult to escape <laughs> from, this week we're talking about Big Trouble in Little China. Woo. The ni- 1986 action comedy starring Kurt Russell's mullet. Oh, so and good. Yeah. It's really good. Solid m- mullet. Uh, I call his mullet the Pork Chop Express. Oh. And uh, this episode is sponsored by Jeff, uh, who said this. This is, movie, this is a movie that helped shape my expectations in life, <laughs> which is to say mostly that nothing really makes sense and just take it for what it is. That's not, that's not the I worst, like yeah, I, yeah. You could, there are worse lessons you could take out of this, for totally. sure. Totally, I think it's a great lesson, you know, especially if excitement's yes. your game. That's another, then like, yeah, just go with it, take it for what it is. The, the lesson I learned was to never cut my pinky nails. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, don't. Dan Logan has some pretty gnarly fucking nails. And, and just I think just the one, though. Power it's comes really just... from them. Yeah. I, yeah, right, he basically, it was like, he had like a lightsaber that came out of him. <laughs> and and then when we met the other guy's lightsaber, uh, there was like a mini battle inside of them. Yep. I yeah. Which is yeah, it's super confusing. Uh, we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to how confusing it is in a second. <laughs> but first, uh, if you want us to watch anything of your of your choice that you have learned valuable life lessons from, go to readdeskweb.com. Sign up on the mailing list. 
We'll let you know when there's more sponsorships available. Chris, please summarize now for us in the yes, style sir. of what as anything from this movie that doesn't make you sound racist. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Let's see how this goes. Just a big, <laughs> just a big heaping spoonful of not sounding racist. If you could yeah. do that, that would be great. I'm, I'm, well, I'll, hey. I'll take the under on this one, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> That's a good, good gamble. Yeah. Well, hey there out there, America. This is uh, Pork Chop Express here, coming to you on CB Radio, way before podcasting, uh, but kind of <laughs> like podcasting. Uh, yeah. This movie, Big Trouble Little China, talks about Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell plays Jack Burton, a truck driver with a radio show and a great sense of humor, and he has an excellent mullet. And he visits his good friend Wang in San Francisco while making a, a delivery of, you guessed it, pigs. Uh, and <laughs> Wang is his friend, and they have an all-night gambling session. And then Wang owes him money, so they're going to go to the restaurant so Wang can get him that money. And it turns out he needs to go pick up his fiancée from the airport. His fiance is coming from China. It's going to be a big reunion. And then she gets kidnapped by the gang, the evil gang. Uh, I want to stop you for a second, the, Chris. Can we go back yeah. to him having a radio show? <clears throat> I don't. I guess I don't know how CB radios work, but just because he's talking into it, does that mean someone's listening? Or I, that's well, that's right. Podcasting. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, we're, we're talking. We're, we're not very true of the show. Folks. All right. Yeah. yeah. You continue. Yeah. Why? Okay. Other question. I, why? I have so many questions. So, uh, how did he get? Maybe I just forgotten. But how did he get from? going to the restaurant to pick up money to yes I'll pick up your friend from the airport cuz that's a like a major well it's best we got to pick move. up my friend on the way to the restaurant yeah, he wanted to make sure he got the money because it was pretty clear that uh, Wang was going to kind of run off without but paying just giving him. someone a ride to the airport in the middle of getting your money back it just seems like it's a- not LAX it seems like it's a little easier for them and it's also well, the 80s pre 911 the airport so far out of town as if I was gnarly <laughs> Yeah, that's like way down south of South San Francisco. I can't even talk. I mean, it would really. I don't know what the traffic was like in the eighties. Oh yeah. Who knows what and time of day it was? And it's pre eleven. Everything was easier. That's oh, true. Yeah. You go all the way to the gate and just hang out. That's true. That's right. Yeah, actually, I mean, like, like you can really, bring knives and nunchucks. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, you can bring knives and nunchucks because the Lords of Death kidnap <laughs> Wang's fiance and they kidnap the wrong girl, but um, they kidnap her because she has green eyes, which is very rare. Wait, wait, Chinese wait. Woman to have green is eyes. she the wrong girl or the right girl? Well, I think they both had green eyes. Oh, um, here's a real question: Is Lords of Death like kind of overstating it? Because like, yeah, it's more know. Lords of Funky Sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, right. I would give them that racist funky sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> just, glasses. just slits to see. I hated those. Yeah, that, that one made me feel well, weird. I challenge. <laughs> I, I, I attribute their mix-up of kidnapping the wrong girl to their funky sunglasses. They couldn't see. For Super shit, hard to see out so of those. So they just kidnapped. Oh, uh, it was a costume. Uh, well, so now, so wait, hold on a second. So, oh. so they were trying to kidnap uh, Sex and the City girl's n- new fiance instead of uh, Wang's yes. new fiance. Yes. Yes. Wait, wait. Sex and the City girl had a fiance. No, it was just some girl that she was, uh, you know, granting as- or oh, right. through the asylum process. Be- I, but she also I, was green-eyed. Apparently, I, didn't I, I don't think it really matters that much. It doesn't matter. The point is, they have to go to the crime bosses hideout to go rescue Wang's mm-hmm. fiance and and Wang is very earnest and he actually is pretty good at martial arts and Kurt Russell has a lot of swagger and fast talking but he really can't fight very well so they get into some mix-ups and uh actually Kim Cattrall uh Sex in the City's own Kim Cattrall uh <laughs> is uh is Gracie and she's a streetwise lawyer who's helping them out one of my top five she- characters on that show yeah so that's <laughs> good to see uh, it was Aiden and then Big <laughs> And then <laughs> I like the guy who looked kind of like Stanley Tucci. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, Stanford. Oh, yeah, Stanford. Yeah, definitely. He, he would be above Aiden and Big. Both of those guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah I, consider, guys really, well, well, I consider New York a character. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. The concept of shoes was a character. <laughs> Aiden, guys, Aiden or Big, really quick. I've been Aiden. Really? Okay. The worst. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Aiden for me too. Yeah. Am I really the only person that hasn't seen Sex in the City that's on this podcast right now? Well, yep. we had to watch both the movies. Yeah, we had to watch mm. the movies for... I for forgot that this is this is your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is, That's exactly the only reason why we've seen these. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. that uh, it's Gracie Law, too. I love Yeah, Gracie jobs. Law, the lawyer. It's like saying... Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, I didn't even catch that. That's her name is Gracie yeah. Law. Yeah, her name is Gracie actually, Law. Actually, wait, wait. There's a weird thing about this, actually, for legitimately. There's like a, a higher prevalence of people named Lawrence in law. Like, there's like a weird really? thing where like people... Yes. No, it's absolutely true. Uh, it was like one of those like freakonomics type thing that I read, but yeah, like people like actually kind of seek, seek some kind of like 
um, I guess, like, I don't know, the right level, I guess, of what their name suggests. It's really weird. Oh, shit. Does that wow. mean you have a higher likelihood of becoming a fox? I can only hope. And, and, <laughs> and Chris, you can become a smith of some kind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's all about crafting and... Or trading. Christ! Yeah, you and can become no. Christ. I think that's an option. No, that's a Highlander situation. There can be only one. <laughs> Alex, you could be a lexicon or maybe a... Or a falcon. Oh, I could be a falcon. And you were a fox, and then Chris was just uh, smithing something? <laughs> yeah. Allie, what's your last name mean, Gertz? Gertz? Uh, I don't know if it means anything. Uh, I mean, it's so German. So I'll just... It's definitely German. You could I be... Mean, you could, a, a side one. street. Yeah. You could be a side street. Or you could yeah. be... There's a moisturizer that is uh, gets, which uh, is oh, only sure. one letter off. Yeah. Goats yeah. is what is closest if we're doing the animal game. Yeah. 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 So he's a side street of goats. I'm a falcon and you are many goats. <laughs> many goats. Okay. Anyway, so just to, just to wrap it up, uh, Gracie gets captured. So now uh, they Wait, failed at rescuing Wait, you're only on the capturing part and you said you're just going to wrap it up? No, I'm just going to wrap it up real quick. Uh, so uh, Gracie got captured. So now they have to go back with the help of the uh, the good guy gang in Chinatown, a sorcerer named Egg. And the two of them are going to go rescue from the crime lord, who, guess what, is also a ghost and needs to marry a woman with green eyes uh, in order to get his flesh back and rule the, the universe. Yeah. And it turns out Kim Cattrall and Wang's fiance both have green eyes, so they need to rescue them both. And eventually they do. I like the idea of just, like, saying whatever your physical preference is, but backing it up with, like, you know, so I could become flesh and stuff. And so, like, no, I just really like green eyes. Right. Yeah. He was like, no, yeah, for some reason. almost as tall as me because, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, the prophecy, prophecy was for leggy blondes and I just <laughs> have to do that or I'll never rule the universe. And You know, uh, yeah. about, like, 5'7", so, plays tennis, you know, uh <laughs> Interested in nature, but doesn't want to hike every day. A small yeah. fortune would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah does yeah. you know for my, my for my flesh and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Allie, um, yes. I, I looked up your name. It's kind of it's a little boring. It's just from a place with that same name, basically. Is what it and this is why excitement is my game. <laughs> <laughs> just have to make up for that name forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this movie is exciting. There's all sorts of like. Uh, you know, action and uh, shenanigans. Hats. Yeah. <laughs> Giant hats. hats to see <laughs> over. Yes. Giant hats, knives to the <clears throat> head. Potions. Uh, magic. Lightning. Monsters, lightning, the whole Some night. guy explodes out of anger. Yeah. <laughs> or fear. Or, or, or despair. Happiness. Or it's really beans. hard to tell what he... He explodes whenever he's feeling anything. Yeah. I... Okay, well, so as you can tell, there's kind of a, a muddle here. So I think the best way for us to muddle <laughs> through this movie is with our game King of Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit Mountain. Bullshit. Oh, boy. Okay. Can so I ask the first question to someone? Uh, well, it's going to be hard because you are a reigning champ, as. So uh, you're going to start okay. in a hot seat. So the way this game works is uh, we'll start with Ezra, and he will be in charge of explaining the movie to us at any cost. So we'll ask him questions, <laughs> and he has to tell us the answer to that question to make Wait, it I make am sense. not agreeing to those rules. <laughs> yes, you are. You've already agreed. Uh, it's yeah. part of being a fox. You just have to go with it. Uh, Fair enough. It's in so, the name. So we'll ask him questions about the movie. He will answer as quickly as he can, and... Uh, with no super concern for accuracy, but he just has to do his best to make it make sense. And if we can stump him and get something that he can't even bullshit his way through, then that person who asked that question is the new king of Bullshit Mountain. Ezra, I'm going to start you out. Early on, there's a huge gang fight. Massive fight. Oh, this is my question, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this. What I'm going to say. A lot of knives. Yeah. A lot of stabbing. Everyone dies. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Not a drop of blood anywhere. Where is the blood? Where did these people's blood go? It's a really efficient sewer system um, below San Francisco, so it's oh. just run off. It just yeah. all ran off so quickly. So, Where does it well, run off to? We were in 1987. We were in a drought, uh, also. <laughs> so just the this uh, hungry for blood was that uh, that Chinatown alleyway. Aren't you still in a drought? Is it? Yeah, dude. I mean, if look, if you have like even like a, a pinprick and touch it to the ground, like you will just all the blood sucked right out of you real quick. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, don't do it. Don't go to California. Uh, so, follow-up question on that uh, on that fight as is they drive a a semi uh, tractor mm-hmm. right into the middle of the fight 
and they're yeah. just sitting there. There are guns going off, people are getting stabbed, tons of stuff, and they're just basically sitting there. How come nobody notices or cares about the truck that drove into the middle of a very cramped Chinatown alley? I mean, it's like bringing a truck to a knife fight. It's kind of like... Not it's really on the same level, bad form. honestly. No, that's, that's what I said. I'm not <laughs> sure that's an explanation. <laughs> it's like my grandpappy used to say, never bring the Pork Chop Express to a rival gang knife fight. Of course, he meant his penis. <laughs> yeah, it was sexual with him, but everything was. Um, grandpappy. That's in my top five uh, favorite fictional grandpappies I've ever created. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, then in that fight, who are the teams... What was the funeral about? Who won? <laughs> Any other details about that fight you can provide me, Ezra? If that's not enough, you can have the King of Bullshit out. <laughs> <laughs> I did an unfair thing. I asked a ton of questions. But all right, I'll take it. I am now the King of Bullshit Mountain. Uh, Allie, do you have a question for Alex? Or do you want me to yeah, What's in? your question? Yeah, I, I was just wondering a little bit about uh, the makeup uh, that goes on sure. every single person. I just was wondering. Every single uh, poor there, every single person. Yeah, are there powers to the makeup, or can you tell me a little bit about why that is? Well, just to clarify, some of them are makeup, and some of them are more just practical applications. So, for example, uh, the main bad guy, he is wearing uh, that surfer sun sunblock all over his face because yeah. he doesn't want to get a sunburn uh, on his beautiful face. So that's separate. That's more of just like a defense mechanism. But the other because people he has no skin. Yeah, well, and, you know, just doesn't want to burn while he's surfing. It's very reasonable. Yeah. And who wants that? So then the rest of the makeup is uh, because... So there, it's, it's just like a sitcom, right? When two people are fighting, it's because they're secretly in love. These two rival mm. gangs are having a knife fight because they're secretly in love with each other. Right, right. And so they're all wearing a lot of makeup to try to impress each other. Oh, well, that I like. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see this, but after the funeral, they all start making out just... Pair off, lot of, lot of kissing. What? I don't remember seeing her. My theory is that Kim Cattrall is working for the bad guys because it doesn't make sense that she's just a freelance lawyer who gets into a cage fights. I mean, it just seems like she wouldn't help with this, so I think she's secretly working for the bad guys. She's like their oh, consigliere. So, it's a long con? Yeah, it's a long con. So, so she, other girl just got smuggled into the Emperor later. Sad. So they, Yeah, you don't know the sad movie? They lose. The good guys lose. <laughs> oh, wait. How old is Egg Sen? Is that the t- bus driver? Yeah, it's a bus driver. Wait, his name is Egg Shen? Yes. Oh, that's good, because his tour bus is called Egg Fu Young Tours, and so I was afraid his name was just Egg Fu Young, and I thought that was horribly <laughs> racist. No. Egg Shen. It's fine. Yeah, I still feel a little weird about that. How old is he? Yeah. 143. Okay, so it's still relatively new that he's been fighting Lopan. Well... Why... I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> why was he... Why was Wang so confident that he could cut the bottle in half that he would waste like a thousand dollars actually <laughs> like, net waste of three thousand he was up a thousand this have, all happened because of the bottle in half trick i have no idea i'm gonna <laughs> well because yeah Allie, that's that's it's you, definitely that's a steal. steal i just want to add the only time you ever make a bet like that with someone in the bar is when it's a trick bottle yeah you don't do that and then not know the outcome of well, that hold on a second though alex we are in a world where magic does exist that is a good point. If you're, so maybe yeah. he has a, like hmm. electricity in his hands and it just wasn't working? Mm. Yeah, right, because he, he was nervous about me and his fiance. Didn't he say like east oh. and west are not aligned or something? I don't know. Anyway, Allison, you are the new king of bullshit mountain. Hooray. Thank for you. Okay, Allie, Allie yes. uh, David Lopan has a vast warehouse system with a large underground complex. Uh, he has both girls that he keeps in jail, large amounts of seafood, salt water, uh, it appears some raw chemical materials and bottomless pits. What the hell industry is he in? Ooh, good question. Oh, follow-up question. What real-life person was he based off of? Also, follow-up question. What wait, industry, what her answer? Wait, what industry <laughs> would it not be helpful to have bottomless pits in? Because that seems useful. Yeah, I think that works for absolutely everyone. And if they don't, then they are lying to you. They're somewhere. They're not always going to be that easily exposed. But <laughs> this actually wasn't part of an industry. This was part of a fraternity. Uh, Ooh, it, yeah. Yes. Uh, so that explains the girls. It explains, I mean, this, this Wait, is mostly what logging. Wait, fraternity keeps captive women? 
Oh, do we want to get political? The betas. I'm not trying to bum us out. I'm just trying to give you some facts. Oh. <laughs> what were the other questions? You so, so uh, what real life person was he based off of? <clears throat> uh, he was based on. I mean, he. Well, that's a weird question because he is a real person. Oh, oh, oh! See, I thought he was based off of Ryan Reynolds as Van Wilder. I was, <laughs> I was just gonna call you out for that, and then uh, for taking too long on the hesitation. But good save. Thank yeah. you. I thought for <laughs> question. I was hoping Sam Walton. Oh, I thought it was a composite character between like Murdoch and like maybe like um, Richard Branson. Wait, you can't ask the question. What real well, life I- composite character is he based off of? <laughs> It's a stupid question. You're right. All right, fine. I'm no longer king of bullshit. You're now. no longer. Ali, you're still king of bullshit. <laughs> I got a question. So Kurt Russell, uh, like, uh, he kind of, like, tosses, tosses his hair behind him, and he says, if we're not back by dawn, call the president. Uh, what's, yeah. What's his number? 562 233 Wait, wait. 4212. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. Checks out. Right, yeah. what, what? Call him and talk to him about what? Or her, I guess. We don't know. Just see what's up. It's been a while. Cool. Yeah. Just say. Just say. Say yo. Just, hey, you up? <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, babe. If we're not back by dawn, booty call the president. <laughs> uh, the president at this time was a woman, so it was definitely right. a flirtatious call. Oh yeah. And she's you know this a lawyer. Is, yeah. She's in San Francisco. She's probably got the president's number lying around. Yeah, of course. That's, oh, yeah, you can't walk two feet in terms of school without getting the president's number. <laughs> you know, it's. I, I, I would like to say, maybe we should go back and bleep that number, because I do feel like... It wasn't the president of the United States. Did you think it was the president of the United I States? Think no, so. it's it's a, no, 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 no. Neighborhood no. Association. No, no, no. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> he's, the, he's the president oh, of the Neighborhood steal? Association? That's totally <laughs> steel, Chris. All right, Chris, question. Yeah. Please explain the levitating moist head made out of eyeballs. Oh, that's easy. Follow-up question, please don't. <laughs> what? Wait, so I should explain it, but not explain it? Well, no, follow-up questions aren't allowed. <laughs> I want a sense of mystery, man. Don't ruin it for me. I, just tell me anything about it. That's all I want to know. Cause it, oh, the, oh, okay, specifically, maybe we'll say the time when he sticks out his, he- his tongue, and it's just yeah. another eyeball, and then he licks yeah, his that eye was with another eye. Yeah, well, okay, so it's it's the 80s. You got Todd McFarlane. You got a bunch of uh, creature, uh, you know, conceptual artists who are, who are into making creatures, and they get pretty weird and pretty gross. But what you have to remember is that David Lopan describes that guy as his guardian, which is a, a spiritual thing that, uh, you know, guards him and helps give him comfort. So in David Lopan's twisted, fucked up ghost world, that's basically his teddy bear. That's his teddy Ruxpin. Whoa! You know, he listens to him just tell stories at night. and um, He cuddles you know, with a giant moist head of eyeball to go to sleep yeah well it keeps Whoa. the it keeps the normals out of you know there's there's a normal that lives in the closet and you gotta you gotta be safe from it um, oh wait that was this levels layers yeah, layers here yeah, yeah. Uh, quick shout out to boss film studios who did the special effects for that i love the special effects in this movie and yeah, that took like great. seven that took seven people doing the puppeteering that i, I love wow. the special yeah, effects it, it, you know special effects don't usually age well but I thought these were pretty great, like all the lightning from the eyes and mouths and things, and then the, the puppets. I yeah. thought so, too. Yeah, and, it, you know, I mean, it's the same people as Ghostbusters, and it felt like it, too. Like it Yeah, just that, has that... that eyeball guy felt a lot like Slimer. Yeah, oh. I could see that. Yeah. So good on them for using, uh, re- reusing some of their puppet budget. So, so who's, still the, who's still the king? Is it Chris? That's me. It's Chris. Yeah. Okay, so if Slimer and the eyeball ball reproduced, what would the babies look like? Well, it, it has to do with uh, Mendeleev and genetics, as Slimer is mostly tongue, and this guy's mostly eyes, uh-huh. and it's hard to say which is the more dominant gene, but... Would I they just average out, and it would be a, a ball made out of noses? Ooh, that's <laughs> that a good steal. I like that. We have to move yeah. on. That's my first ever win on King of Bullshit Mountain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, 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 just kill stealing. Do you guys hear that? Oh no, what is that noise? <laughs> did, did I make it? Am I a meatberg? Yes, you sure did. Who are you? Oh, I'm Shane Riddick. I wasn't sure if I'd be in here or some kind of meaty purgatory. What is that you mean? Are you not an official meat buddy? Oh, uh, well, not exactly. I made a one-time donation instead of a recurring one. Oh, interesting. 
well, we don't have a name for your kind. And do you know what that means? No. Convene, Convene the, the naming, naming committee. committee. All in attendance, please rise. <laughs> the official Meatburg Naming Committee is now in session. Long, Long live their names. names. The sergeant at arms will now read the bylaws. And please, no shooting your guns. <sighs> Fine. <clears throat> the naming committee will be... Sorry. The naming committee will in perpetuity and with enthusiasm obey the following bylaws. Number one. All suggestions of rules, themes, names, or ideas will instantly be adopted by the committee. Number two. Anything that does not have a name should be named as quickly as possible. Those are the only two bylaws. Long, Long live our names. Order of business number one. What do we call people who generously make a one-time donation instead of signing up for a recurring one? Not meat buddies, but something also good. Kind of like a green card for Meatburg. Um, how about cutlets? Long live the name. Long live the name. Uh, okay, that's not bad, but what about something that's kind of like a play on thoroughbreds, which I've always liked better than Meat Buddies as a name? Uh, maybe show ponies or quarter horses? What exactly are you suggesting, son? I don't think he understood the bylaws. Doesn't understand the bylaws? Boom, 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 boom! Calm down, Sergeant at Arms. Maybe just reread the bylaws. Fine. <clears throat> The naming committee will, in perpetuity and with enthusiasm... No, no, I, I heard that. I just, uh, I didn't understand that we actually took the very first suggestion without discussing it. We definitely do. That's how we came up with all the best names, starting on episode one of the podcast with the compliment sandwich. Wow, but don't you ever have bad names? Of course we do, all the time. My name is Meatbot. It's pretty well agreed that Meat Buddies is a terrible name for people who give you money. But that is just how we do things here. Remember Foreign Bodies Month? And heck... The name of the podcast was just something we said when we started recording in the first one. Just like that. I just started carrying a gun to meetings, so they assumed I was Sergeant of Arms. But I love shooting guns in the air, just like a cowboy. Boom, 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 boom! Please stop shooting. This is why we can't have nice things. The point is, the system has worked so far, even when it doesn't work. So why mess with it? So I'm a cutlet. That is what I am. Affirmative cutlet. And be glad for it, because I would have suggested much worse names, like Meatlets, or Meat Buddies Buddies of Meat. Or, or Meatballs, or, or Chumballs. Or Laser Balls, or just Balls, Balls, Balls. You see, if we actually try to brainstorm names, it always ends up with somebody just saying Balls, Balls, Balls. That is bureaucracy for you, people sitting around saying Balls over and over. Yep. I don't know why, but the first name I came up with was Dumbwaiters. And if that's what was said first, we'd stick to it forever at great personal expense. Nobody would ever donate again. But that's the risk we take every day. Okay, so Cutlet's not that bad, then. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I am happy I gave you my hard-earned dollars, you lovable weirdos. Me too. Support the great work of the Naming Committee by going to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies and making a donation. You could become a meat buddy or a cutlet, and maybe you'll get to appear in a radio drama where you help shape the policies of a meatburg going forward. Technically, we write your lines, and then we play you, but you'd mostly just sound like us in the drama, so really, it's mostly us having a vote on our own policies. Gee, I guess that's true. That wasn't a good sales pitch, was it? Nope, but we have done exclusively bad sales pitches since day one, and people are still donating. It's weird. Very weird. The naming committee is officially adjourned. Back to work, everybody. Balls, 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 balls. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right, uh, now it's time for the game of top five. Top five. Top five. So we put it out uh, to our Facebook and our Twitter and everything else. We asked people, what are, the, what are the things you want us to talk about about this movie? We picked our five favorites, and here they are. Uh... Let's start with uh, Scott on Facebook. Does the opening sequence with the DA make any sense at all with the end of the movie? No, and here's why. So they set up a uh, framing device where first it's going to be like Egg, the sorcerer, is being uh, interrogated or interviewed by the police. And he's like, no, uh, no. No, no, but it's actually it's his lawyer, though. Oh, it's, oh, it's his, said, at his lawyer. I can't help you otherwise. Oh, okay, right, right. At his lawyer, and he's and the it's whole also not a framing setup device if it's only on the going front, to tell you, and then they never yeah. talk about it again. So it's really well, just and a, then they use a completely different device at the end, where it's like, is it the end or is it? There's a demon monster on the back of this truck, <laughs> yeah. and so it makes no sense. What was that about? Um, but but yeah, so the, the reason this happened is because um, the executives that saw the movie were like, you know what? I don't think they're going to know if, if Jack's a hero or not unless we explicitly say he was very heroic in the first five minutes. Wait, muscle shirt, person... tank top, mullet, swagger guy? You would never maybe, think he's the hero? Maybe we think that now because this movie was so iconic. I see. Oh, so this is what taught us to like guys in mullets? 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so a double-edged sword there. <laughs> yeah, kind of mixed mixed bag. Uh, number two, Ralu says, uh, also on Facebook, talk talk about how awesome green eyes are. <laughs> Aren't they great, you guys? They're pretty nice. I'm a fan. Okay. And like, you know what I like? Uh, two eyes. I think that's what the ball of eye taught me. Oh yeah, you don't want two to rather than a lot. Right. Two rather than on your tongue. Yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, for. that is no, too green- many eyes. Do you guys know? Does Kim Cattrall have green eyes in real life? No, neither the actresses did. They're yeah, both they contact just contact. Yeah, they looked pretty contacty. Oh. But, um, yeah, decent look. I got green. Yeah, green eyes. Green eyes are also important in uh, Harry Potter. Uh, yet they failed to give him green contacts, so he just has blue eyes, but his mom has green eyes, and they keep saying, you have eyes just like your mom, but they don't. And then he does yeah, well, That's awesome. Maybe his mom just had Two, green just like your mom. <laughs> you do, right? You have, the same <laughs> you have them. Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> I, I like your green mom's eyes. genitals. I also what? like the... <laughs> Wait. What? Just move on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cruise yep, past it. it. Okay, <laughs> uh, number three, David said, uh, definitely talk about the fact that Jack is the main character, and yet he's hapless ba- and basically does nothing, and Wang Chi's the actual hero. I love I the love hapless it. main character so much. It is one of my favorite things. Really? Who, who would you want, besides Kurt Russell, who would you want as a hapless hero? Oh. Could be, a, could be a new movie that you pitch. But say, like, in the sequel, a spiritual sequel to Big Trouble. Oh, sure. Um, uh, well, do we have to talk about the actual sequel that I'm picturing first? Uh, same time. Uh, so, like, I think that just like with the gang fight at the beginning of this movie, Kurt Russell and the monster on his truck are secretly in love. And the second oh, one that's is... why he didn't run away with Kim Cattrall. Exactly. Because he was secretly in love with the monster that yeah. he kind of sort of stabbed with a knife earlier. That's touching. It is. I think it's beautiful. Stabbing so I, with a knife is very fourth grade flirting. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. just like, little, you know, you start, you toss rocks. Pulling on your pigtails, stabbing. Well, Allie, Allie, I think you went to a tough middle school. <laughs> yeah. You go to go to girl gang elementary? I did. In Chinatown. School Yikes. of the hard knocks, man. That's, uh, that's tough. Hard stabs. <laughs> school of the sharp knives. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. the first love cut's the deepest. <laughs> hey, not bad. Goodbye. I'll see nice. you guys later. <laughs> no, yeah, that's good. You, you may have peaked just a little too early. Um, quickly, Mark... I, I say quickly and then ask the worst question. Mark wants us to discuss <laughs> the brilliant casual racism that only an 80s film could achieve. Yeah. It felt like, you know, Asian culture is something you've never seen before and are clearly not familiar with, so let's make it as cartoonish as possible. Yeah, there's definitely that. It's, it's um, weird when something's old enough where it's like, huh, I guess they didn't know any better. And you don't, you don't, you're not offended in the same way. At least I wasn't. I, I definitely, that happens, but I think 86, shouldn't you have known better? Oh, I think so. But, and yet, and yet, with that <laughs> hair, they clearly didn't know better. Yeah, should have known better versus very clearly didn't know better. So there are a lot of stereotypes in the movie, of course, and a lot of, like, racist elements. But at the same time, like, you know, the characters are very developed. We have yeah. feelings for these characters. Wang is fully dimensional. Yes. You know, so we, actually, we do... He's my favorite yeah, yeah well, Wang, is, <laughs> Wang is ultimately the hero. Some of my favorite heroes are, are Wang. What about the guy who worked in Wang's restaurant who had no character, was just like nerdy and weird, and then was the guy who said, what, you've never plugged somebody before? Um, so yeah, his whole backstory so is like, weird. also shoots people. Yeah, what was his name, Dennis? Sure. It was weird. Uh, he was uh, just the maitre d' no, and also Allie, a shooter a good of people. Point that, Allie, I think you have a good point that there are so many stereotypes, and it's played so broadly, except it feels totally devoid of malice. Like, it feels like it's not at anybody's expense. Well, it's, just... it's not. It can still be racist if you're stupid and not mean. Yeah, okay. But but I guess, I mean, there, there's elements of this where... But it's a more charming racism because uh, uh, of On the other sure. hand, right, like the... So, um, like, the reporter girl uh, ends up with Wang's... Uh, he ends, she ends up with Dennis. Is that Dennis? I, whoever his name is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the she Notre does. D. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. There, there's... Yeah, I, I think the most troubling stuff is in the villain is I guess his with Lopan, which is ridiculous. I think, yeah, but, but he's I, very old. I do think so. it's a good. 
That's a good point, though, with uh, with the friends going with Dennis or whatever his name is, because one of the biggest problems in like p- portraying Asian men is that they're not often like sexual objects. That's the number one complaint, aside from it being like karate. So it actually is a really kind of progressive thing that you probably wouldn't have seen too much. So showing it's actually so the two, the two complaints are you're not objectified and you're doing too much karate, and they were like, "Well, we can fix the objectified part." <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. We'll meet you halfway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll average out to nose. Uh, and then our final question, number five, comes from Marianne on Facebook, who says, since Kurt Russell was clearly in a different movie to the other actors, <laughs> what movie do you think he was in? I feel like he was, in, he was very much in Captain Ron mode. Uh, he was just sort Captain of like Ron? swagger and bluster and didn't really care if he was doing I, anything effectively. Or I actually kind of think he's in the same movie every movie, right? So it's, this, is, this is probably also Tango and Cash. This is also the like thing. a, a, a oh, spig- yeah. Escape from New York. This is um, also Furious 7. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've... Actually, that's kind of a great curse slash blessing that Kurt Russell is just in the same movie for every, regardless of what movie he's in. That's I mean, actually something that makes me sad because I love Kurt Russell movies a lot. And I yes. feel like... I feel like they kind of can only really live in this period of time because, you know, you'd have that character today and unless you are having a female lead right next to him like it's just that character can't really exist in 2015 because it's it's kind of just this this fun ultra masculine dude who he's not he's not going to hold a candle to what we want to see now which is furiosa you know so i feel like the days of the days of kurt russell are gone um, and i miss them hmm hmm simpler more misogynist time that's what I think. I, I, I really do. <laughs> uh, uh, I like it. We're going to do actually one quick bonus one for top five. Uh, just, top six. Top six. Well, this is just a bonus that's not related to the movie. Uh, top bonus. I just wanted to uh, uh, close this out. I'm going to play this uh, a closing song to this, which is uh, Steve sent us this email a month ago. Oh, good. I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, it was uh, inspired by the Meat Buddy ad. His son wanted him to send in a tape of of him singing. Uh, I am. I am. No, no. Just I am a potato. Is the na- the words the only words? Yeah. But that to the to the tune of everything is awesome. And, and if you remember, I guess uh, so. Steve's power as a meat buddy was to be able to turn into vegetables when he was scared, and he turned himself into a potato. Into and a potato. We discussion. So this is about whether he survived or not. This is Steve's yeah. potato theme song. I'm a potato. And here's the thing about this. So he sent it to us, and I downloaded it to listen to, and then never got around to it. Oh, man, I did. It was great. It's, well, like, so I hadn't gotten around to listening to it, and then yesterday I was listening to another song that somebody had sent me, and it, and it was great. <laughs> uh, it was Maven Allison. And, uh, hey, thank you. It was great. But so I was listening oh, to, you, you to your song, and then it automatically played the next song in my downloads folder, which is a seven-year-old kid singing I'm a Potato for no reason. And I was sure you had sent that to me. That was like an Easter egg on your CD. It was just a kid singing I'm a Potato over again. I, I lost my mind. Like, I was so close. I was like, I could not figure out where this came from or why it was happening. Or it, it was, I was so freaked out. Oh, well, thank you, Steve and Steve's son, for breaking Alex briefly. And so then I finally, like, I finally did some searching around on Google and I found this email that I had gotten from uh, Steve about the I'm a Potato song. And it's great and I love it. And I. Like it brought me all the way back, and it was just a fun night. Like if you, so if you never had your uh, brain exploded like that's the muscly <laughs> one of the three henchmen, but then rebuilt around a potato song from a child, <laughs> then you are gonna love this clip. I'm a potato by Steve Sun. Perfect. I'm a potato. I am a potato. I'm a potato. I'm a potato. I am a potato, I am a potato, I'm 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 a potato, uh, the first thing, this is for me, it's just a really fun, uh, a fun line that I like, which is, they have survived the burning blade and tamed the savage heart. I will marry both women. 
And that, <laughs> I love. There were just, some of the dialogue was the best, and they really got away with this it. Some great dialogue, and also it's just like we were giving the the main bad guy. We were, just, we were basically doing his like OK Cupid profile earlier on, where we're reading all of the things that he likes in a woman that he needs yep. to be like in order to become his universe ruler sidekick. Yes. I guess. Um, so this would be great. So it'd be like his profile would just be like must be able must have green eyes, must be able to survive the burning blade and tame the savage heart. <laughs> Okay, it seemed pretty Don't easy, though, right? Don't message me unless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no casual hookups looking for someone to share my love needle with. <laughs> that's <Pixel> gross. <laughs> it is gross, but that's what he said. It was actually a needle. It was not his penis. It was just a needle to the wrist, which is worse. Needle and by needle, I mean needle. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, frankly, if someone was like, I would like to it's share worse. my penis with you, I that too. I would like to put a needle through your wrist, like you're <laughs> David Blaine or something. Anyway, I loved it. That was fun. Going backwards... Chris, what's your minor compliment? Uh, this wasn't explicitly covered, but in the scene right before Kurt Russell <laughs> throws really a knife fair. through David Lopan's head, uh, yep. he oh, yeah. had just made out with Kim Cattrall, and his oh, yeah. face is covered in lipstick. Oh. And that was so good. So basically minutes. acting like he doesn't know his face is just covered in lipstick, and he's like being all tough guy is the That was actually thing. a great moment for sure. That was I'll, so good. That Kurt Russell was has he's none more. There's none more charming than that. Yeah. I just I, I was charmed uh, fully. We should in, also say in my sequel, I want Vin Diesel to be covered in lipstick and just have like <laughs> just shit rain down on him uh, for the entire movie, huh. and somehow think he's the hero. Huh. Uh, yeah. That's your movie. I don't think you'd go for a it. A little trouble in big China, Guess or like so. average trouble, average China. And yeah, nose trouble in nose China. Two, right? <laughs> that's that's right in the middle. Two two trouble two China. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ezra, minor compliment. Um, I mean, so I I I'm low on time, uh, so I watch some things in, in, in faster speed, uh, and this movie holds up in faster speed also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the explosions are faster, like you know when like the because because like one of the big issues is like the big guy just gets bigger and kind of gets bigger slowly. No, get him, make him big fast. It's uh, and yeah. it's so it's hard great. to understand like, on normal speed. How would how could you do that? You know, you just have to train your brain to process the information differently. Uh, oh, sure, just it, do that. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. Well, you don't. You know, if you baby your brain, just give it. Like, oh yeah, here's here's a slow normal speed of information. It's just gonna, you know, just. Oh, stay so at that you give your brain like, tough love. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't go soft in that brain. <laughs> uh, you know, it has to survive the whatever, like the floating, you know, sword and the the heart test and yeah, yeah. You know, I'll marry it both. <laughs> and then you can and then you can stick your uh, your love needle into it. Yeah. That's how brains work. <laughs> All right, uh, that leaves you, Allie. What's your minor compliment for Big Trouble in Little China? Um, so my favorite thing in like any action movies is when you have a character reacting to whatever he's about to have to action towards. Uh, like yeah. you know, you have <laughs> you have Indiana Jones's face when he sees the guy with the giant sword and right. just the look he gives before he pulls out the gun. There's kind of a similar look that uh, Wang gives. He gives like a little eyebrow raise uh, towards the end that I think is very redemptive. And if you're watching it in fast motion, you probably didn't see it, but it was very <laughs> charming. <laughs> Damn, I have to go back. That. That is great. He also, I should, that reminds me though, he does, we said that he does nothing action-y, but he does at one point, a knife is thrown at his head, he catches it and throws it back, and hits his target in the face. That was the one moment. That was the only thing they did that actually He w- catches w- a knife, <laughs> just in his palm, just grabs it right back. Yeah, yeah. but it's sort of like, you know how like, uh, the, the Globetrotters like, you know, were beat at one point? Uh, also, it's like at some point, like so. That was the that was the one. Oh, it was, he yeah. fluked. He fluked and caught a knife and then threw it right back at the dude's head. Yeah, he him. was due. The, the Washington generals accidentally made that knife face shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to win the I, game. I feel like. I feel like when there's so much cool action going on, like, we don't really appreciate little things. If I had been able to catch the bottle before uh, it didn't break in half, I would have been talking about it for weeks, <laughs> like, to anyone yeah. that would listen. It's like, you will never yeah. believe what I did. <laughs> he just has really good, really good catch-the-thing reflexes. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe from reflexes. his years as, like, the secretary of the juggling club. Right. Actually, I would love that to be, like, the... That's, that's like the, the president the, 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 yeah, that's <laughs> President of the Juggling Club. If I'm not back by dawn, get me. the president of clowns. Just let him know you're still doing okay. Yeah, Jack's in trouble. Here, <laughs> <laughs> 
right, you guys. That's it for our show. Uh, we will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about the claiming of Sleeping Beauty for a second time. Again? Second time. So we had... Uh, this is the lost episode, you guys. 292 episodes. We'd never lost one. And every podcast I've listened to has lost an episode at one point, and uh, so I felt like we were just superior to everybody. Turns out, super not. We lost the entire recording, so we have to... You know, I haven't lost one yet, guys. It's true, as, as is uh, batting a thousand, but I... Allie hasn't either, so... Have you ever lost uh, an episode of your other podcast? I have, actually, with uh, Josh oh. Weinstein. Um, we yeah. lost all of his uh, stuff talking about Twin Peaks and had to do it again. Oh, no. Well, that sounds fun. We have to talk about Claiming of Sleeping Beauty all over again, and that is not the most fun. Uh, whew. So, anyway, that's why we're doing it, is because we have to do it again. And last week, the episode we recorded, I would have said it was pretty good. Not the best. It had some awkwardness, and the next one will for sure. But it was... Uh, I thought we did a decent job. Now we got to try it all over again. But uh, So, sorry about that. Sorry for the week off. But look forward to that coming up next week. Thank you uh, also to Shane Riddick for becoming our new cutlet. Yeah, thanks, Shane. I think it's... Yeah! I'm, I'm happy about boom, that. Boom, 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 boom. If you want to go to readjustfeed.com slash meatbuddies, now you have an option to either become a meat buddy or a cutlet. And we'll give you a different name, but it's not judging. Anything you do for us, we think you're the best person. And, and I guess if you find a new kind of payment strategy, uh, maybe we'll give you a name that you actually like. Yep, or, or it might be much worse. <laughs> yeah, you never know. That's, that's the risk. Really hard to tell. Uh, thanks for being here, as always, at Steve Walter Smith. Uh-huh. At Ezra Fox. Yeah. And al- at Allie Gertz, G-O-E-R-T-Z, uh, on Twitter. And subscribe to Everything's Coming Up Podcast. Yay, thanks. On iTunes. Thanks for being here. Uh, tell us really quick about Everything's Coming Up Podcast. So it's about The Simpsons, but what do you, how, do you set, how do you set it up? Yeah, uh, my co-host Julia, Pod, uh, Julia Podcast uh, <laughs> and I, uh, Julia you know, I don't know if you know this. I read a thing statistically <laughs> much more likely to go into podcasting. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. They're from Podcast Germany, though. So anyways, I says Mabel's, I says, it's a Simpsons <laughs> podcast, and we bring on our favorite writers, either of The Simpsons or just uh, TV and also some comics, and we all talk about our favorite episode of The Simpsons, one by one. It's it's really fun. Wow. Last week's episode. Was- what's what's the latest season that you've got into? Uh, we don't. Uh, well, I guess. Oh, just for watching or talking about? We usually we're haven't. About. We haven't gotten any further than um, season seven so far. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You Probably. can just say it. You hate New Simpsons. <laughs> we are going to have Matt Selman on, who is a writer on current Simpsons, who will be talking about uh, this season, which is season twenty six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Than I, mean, I am. Yeah. It's very exciting. Oh wow! Jeez. Don't say it that way. Older than I am. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, listen to it if you like The Simpsons and Mike Kaplan and, and hearing the word uh, meat, meat suits. Meat suits. <laughs> totally. <laughs> a lot of talk about meat suits. Uh, and uh, yeah, Mike Kaplan's a delight. That's so Did he write for The Simpsons or is he just your favorite comic? Uh, is it one or the two? Uh, he is a, he's a funny comic I love very much. Yeah, me too. I like him a lot. Anyway, so check that out. Everything's coming up podcast. Find it on iTunes and other fine podcast providers. Uh, and thank thank you so much for being here, Allie. We'll talk to you again shortly. We'll have you back on. It was really fun. Yay. All right. Goodbye, everybody. I like the yay that Allie had. It was like, I'm not sure I'm coming back, but thank you. <laughs> That's yay true. is noncommittal. It was a noncommittal, yes. <laughs> I'll check my schedule. Yeah. Chris, will you do your guns again? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom! <laughs> it shouldn't be as funny as it Chris, is. you won with those sound effects today. That's my favorite gun sound effect we've ever used. <laughs> Sometimes I replace them with real sounds, but today it's just going to be boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I want to have you in my room, 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 room. I am room, room. so glad.